Welcome to the On The Air podcast, a companion to On The Air magazine, a bi-monthly magazine from ARRL for beginner to intermediate ham radio licensees. I'm your host, Steve Ford, WB8IMY. Every month, the On The Air podcast extends material found in On The Air magazine to help you learn about the many things the ham radio service and hobby have to offer. The On The Air podcast is sponsored by ICOM for the love of ham radio. In the new July-August issue, you'll see an interesting discussion about the 222 megahertz band, along with an illustration that gives you some idea of the activities that take place in this frequency band. Now, some amateurs consider 222 megahertz as the forgotten band. But why do they call it that? And is it really forgotten? Well, let's find out. Let's start by placing this bit of VHF spectrum firmly in our minds, okay? 222 megahertz, sometimes called by its wavelength, or 1.25 meters, starts about 74 megahertz above the end of the 2-meter band. Another band you've likely heard a lot about, the 440 megahertz, or 70-centimeter band, is about 200 megahertz higher. So this puts 222 almost smack dab between these two bands. The 222 megahertz band actually has a great deal in common with 2 meters, at least when it comes to propagation. In other words, signals travel at about the same distances that they do on 2 meters. You've probably heard that on 2 meters you'll occasionally have situations where signals are suddenly heard over great distances, like more than a thousand miles. Well, this phenomenon can happen on 222 megahertz as well. Good to meet you, then uh, QSL, you're FM 31. My name is Chuck, and I'm in Tampa, Florida, Echo Lima 88. You're uh, 59 plus much, go ahead. Very good, Chuck. Thanks a lot for ELA 88 tonight. Nice to see the band open. Like two meters, 222 megahertz tends to be pretty quiet in terms of noise. You won't hear static crashes from thunderstorms on this band. However, if you do have a line of thunderstorms moving through the area, try turning on your VHF equipment after the storms pass. These conditions can sometimes cause those long-distance band openings that I just mentioned. Some amateurs keep an ear to the FM broadcast band when the weather is acting up. If they start hearing signals from faraway stations, they know that a band opening is underway. This type of propagation is called tropospheric ducting, or just tropo for short. If you hear it on FM broadcast frequencies, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's taking place on 2 meters or 222 megahertz, but it definitely pays to check. So what sort of activity do you find on 222 megahertz? What you'll mostly hear is FM. There are a few thousand FM repeaters on the band just here in the United States, and 222 megahertz is also used to support radio links between FM repeater networks. This is Kilo Charlie 1 Sierra Alpha. I am that control. My name is Steve, and I am located in the town of Wellingford. This is a public service net operating as part of the Skywarn Aries net system. We report weather observations. Below about 222.25 megahertz, 
You'll occasionally hear SSB, CW, and FT8 digital activity, but really this isn't very common. On the other hand, you will hear a surge of this activity during VHF contests. There's a contest coming up on August 6th and 7th that often stirs up activity on 222 MHz and above. Appropriately enough, it's known as the ARRL 222 MHz and up distance contest. During this event, some amateurs pack up their gear and drive to the nearest hills or mountains to operate. From these locations, they can make contacts over a few hundred miles, even without help from tropo ducting. Victor Echo 5, Kilo Sugar, hi John, it's Craig, Illinois. Thank you, 73, Kilo Night, Charlie Tango. If you want to find more information about this contest, check out the ARRL website. Now, I still haven't addressed the question that I posed at the beginning of the podcast. Why is 222 MHz called the forgotten band? Well, some hams consider it forgotten because there isn't much activity taking place there. When you're considering our VHF frequency bands, you think of 2 meters or 6 meters, and 222 MHz doesn't usually come immediately to mind as a place you might want to explore. That's unfortunate, because 222 MHz has a lot to offer, and as I've mentioned, it behaves very much like 2 meters. So what's the problem? It really boils down to regulatory issues and good old-fashioned economics. It starts with the fact that not every country in the world allows amateurs to operate on 222 MHz. Hams have access to the band in North America and much of South America, but the rest of the world doesn't allow amateur radio on 222 MHz. Well, now imagine yourself as a business person who owns a radio manufacturing company. Perhaps you're thinking of making equipment for 222 MHz. You see a lot of hams in the United States with privileges on the band. South American amateurs have privileges too, but their populations are rather small. The rest of the world is a wasteland for sales of 222 MHz gear. Hmm. So if you spend a lot of money making 222 MHz radios, your market will be limited pretty much to the United States, with maybe some sales south of the border. But most amateurs in these areas already own transceivers for 2 meters and 70 centimeters. How likely are they to buy 222 MHz transceivers in large enough quantities for your company to turn a profit? Well, unless you're comfortable taking on a potentially risky business venture, chances are you won't be investing your funds in 222 MHz gear. So, there's a distinct lack of equipment for interested amateurs to use on the band. Scarce equipment means scarce activity. Having said that, you can find a few 222 MHz FM transceivers for sale. Check with the advertisers in On The Air and QST magazines, and keep an eye on QST product reviews. It also helps to search online. If you're thinking of trying SSB, CW, or FT8 on this band, equipment for these modes can be very scarce. Scarce as proverbial hen's teeth, as a matter of fact. Most amateurs invest in devices called transverters to operate CW, SSB, or FT8 on this band. 
A transverter can take the output of an HF SSB transceiver, for example, and convert it to 222 MHz. It will also convert 222 MHz signals down to HF for reception. Transverters for 222 MHz are not common, but an online search will turn them up. Many transverters operate at low RF power levels. You only need a couple of watts or even less on HF to drive a VHF transverter. Transverter output power tends to be low as well, so it's common for hams to use directional antennas, such as Yagi's, to enjoy the best distance possible. The good news is that antennas like these for 222 MHz are smaller sized and relatively affordable. You could even build them yourself. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, which took a deeper dive into the material from the July-August 2022 issue of On the Air magazine. Listen next month, and we'll have more to explore from this issue. In the meantime, feel free to send comments about On the Air to ota at arrl.org, read our blog at arrl.org forward slash OTA hyphen blog or learn more about ARRL membership at ARRL.org. Until next time, I'm Steve Ford, WB8IMY 73.